All right, man. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me, man. Good to have good to have you on. Good to have you on. Um uh what um so tell me a little bit about yourself or introduce yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name's Rob Carney. I've been in the uh the world of holistic health for about 10 years now. I'm 27 when I was 17. I uh, had a pretty bad concussion, which um, made me re- really reevaluate my own health. Um, and basically, long story short, I dove into um, yoga as I couldn't do much physical activity. At that point, I was a pretty big athlete in high school and um, had to find a different route. So dove into yoga, which led to meditation, psychology, neuroscience, nutrition, you know, you name it, all the, all the categories of health and wellness started working with acupuncturists, massage therapists, Reiki practitioners, holistic nutritionists, again, just anyone that would teach me, uh-huh. you know, let me work for them with them. Uh-huh. Um, and basically the past 10 years has just been a journey of figuring out my own health, figuring myself out and, and sharing that message with other people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, um, a lot of people who are, or who are involved in any kind of like coaching or, or any, I'm assuming you do, you do coaching, right? Yeah, I'll do, I do coaching one-on-one. I do uh-huh. some live events here in Boston called Ice and Iron. Then we also do some uh, online group sessions where we do some meditation, breath work, and uh, kind of a like group coaching, I'd say, there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people that, are, that are, do coaching or whatever, they, they've had some, like, sort of health issues or, you know, they've had something, uh, something happen to them, and then it, it kind of um, – it ends, it ends up being kind of like a positive thing almost in a way. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that any sort of tragedy we can call it is really just an opportunity for change. It's that stimulus for change that, you know, we can either choose to be the victim of that, or we can choose to use that as a springboard to launch ourselves into a new version of ourselves. Cause you know, I don't really look at any event as good or bad. It's just how, how we respond to it is really, what determines how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and you did some, some meditation when you were in college. Is that right? I, I was watching one of your videos and, um, and, and you were with like, you were doing, I forgot. She was like some kind of guru or something from India. Is that right? Or. Yeah. So my, um, I went to university of New Hampshire, my first two years of college and uh, my freshman year, I was the first guy to ever join the UNH yoga club. Um, which got definitely got some looks there. People ask me if I'm in the right place and all that. So that was uh, that was a fun experience to kind of open that door for the male population. And then we had a uh, we'd have a new teacher come at least once a month. And um, one lady, she was from India, and uh, she'd been studying meditation. I think it was, it was for like 46 years. And so she came over um, here and was guest teaching for our class and just completely opened my eyes. And at that point, I was someone who loved to use cannabis, loved getting high, and I just loved to change my mindset. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, I'm getting high without, you know, without using drugs. And I was like, holy shit, this is a whole new ball game. So that just opened the, the portal for me to dive into meditation. And yeah, she was just a really great teacher. And, you know, every time after the class, she came a few times, um, I would just like carry, help her carry herself out to her car. She was like in her 80s and just I'd use that as an opportunity to help her and just kind of pick her brain in that little 10 minute walk to her car. So yeah, meditation has definitely been a big part of my life and just mindfulness in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I don't do like a lot of meditation. I do like, you know, only a few minutes a day, but I definitely feel it helps 
lower the stress and I usually have a better day at work and everything like that. So for sure. Yeah. And I don't think you need a ton of it to mm-hmm. be honest. Like there's, there's been phases where I've committed to doing 20, 30, you know, however long minutes a day mm-hmm. and that's great. But I think at the end of the day, it's really just being able to access that state of mindfulness, that state of calm. And you can find meditation, you know, going for a walk or, you know, going for a swim or playing a sport. It's just really getting into that present moment, I think is really what it comes down to. So I think a lot of people think, oh, for meditation, I have to just be sitting still in a full lotus position. But mm-hmm. no, that's not always the case. We can find meditative states in, in no matter what we're doing, like writing, reading, you know, some of those other things I just mentioned as well. So sometimes all it takes is just a few minutes uh, of sitting still to get yourself in that zone. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally, I totally agree. So if, if like one of your friends or in, you know, your buddies like drinking, drinking soda and, and eat pizza every night and he, and he comes in and he's like, dude, he's like, Rob, man, I, I just need some help, man. What, what, what should I do? You know, what, what's, what's the first step, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you just described the majority of our American population here. So I, I think that the first thing that I tell people is we want to start by removing the bad. You know, we can add as many good things as we want, but if we're still drinking and eating poison, uh-huh. you know, adding a little meditation practice is only going to go so far. So I usually stay by, you know, start by avoiding sugar, you know, avoiding alcohol as best we can, avoiding cigarettes, you know, moving a little bit more, getting less sedentary. And replacing a lot of these things with things like good quality water. So a lot of times we know that we're made of like 95% water by weight mm-hmm. or not, you know, by a cell count in our, in our cells. But mm-hmm. if we can recognize that if we're made up of that much water, that the quality of our water is really kind of important. So if we're, instead of drinking tap water or drinking soda, which we, you know, think we're drinking water because there's some water in there, you know, it's not water. So we can focus on getting high quality water, whether that's spring water is preferable, or, you know, you don't have access to a spring, get a really good water filter, like a Berkey filter, and just focusing on the fact that we're made of majority water. So I would say that's the place to start. Get some high quality water and you mm-hmm. focus on breathing consciously in through the nose, you know, out through the mouth or out through the nose, whatever we feel best, but focusing on water, focusing on moving more, and focusing on breathing, I'd say are kind of the big three to start with that are basically free for most people and something we can do just about anywhere we are on this planet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I go home, I'm in, I'm, I'm in Japan now, but when I go home and I, uh, you know, I'll stay with family and I'll, 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 I'll bring like my own spring, I'll buy my own spring water from Whole Foods or whatever. And they're like, what are you, what are you crazy? You know? And I think they're crazy for drinking, for drinking the, the filtered water that comes out of the, out of the refrigerator. You know, I, I, just, right. I, I wouldn't touch that with, with a 10 foot pole, man. To be honest with you. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think that it's, it's something, a lot of that is just the conditioning that we've been, you know, accepted that, oh, you know, uh-huh. Water doesn't matter. We're we're just so ignorant to the the really what water is, and you know the way I view it is that water is, it's a living element. And if if we're drinking dead water, which is sitting in a lot of these pipes, being blasted with chlorine, being blasted with fluoride, mm-hmm. you know, coming from pharmaceutical 
runoffs and the agricultural runoffs, we just have a lot of shit going into our water. And, and most of us are then drinking straight out of the tap without any filtration system. So like you said, you know, if you don't have access to a spring nearby, you know, it's worth the investment to buy some quality spring water. If that comes in bottles, I know a lot of people do deliveries. You know, I'm fortunate to have a spring that's about 45 minutes away. So yeah, it's like an hour and a half round trip to get there, but I go there, you know, a couple of times a month and that's all it takes is just fill up my multiple three gallon jugs, my one gallon jugs. And I notice an immense shift in my overall health and well-being when I'm drinking high quality water. Cause yeah, there's some times that if I'm traveling or I'm elsewhere, I don't have access to such quality water, but we can also do things like adding sea salt, you know, things that add a little bit of structure to the water. And even if, you know, it may sound crazy, but if you read the book, The Hidden Messages in Water by Masaru Emoto, he's been uh -huh. studying water for decades or had been studying water prior to his passing for decades. And he has shown that your thoughts alone and your words alone can actually influence the structure of that water. And again, some people say this is a little woo-woo, but there's actually scientific studies of decades showing this, that if you send a little positive intention into this water, it can actually change the chemistry of the water and actually allow it to, you know, be a little bit better and more manageable for our body, even if it's not the highest quality. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, what's... You, you did some um, massage train. You've done massage training and everything like that. I've had, I had some, I was in China last year and I had a, I went to a few different massage therapists there. And, um, you know, I don't know what kind of massage they were doing exactly, but they would have these blind massage therapists and um, that you could go to for like really cheap. And gosh, man, this, I mean, they would, they would, um, you know, they would work on me and it would be painful, you know, sometimes in my body. And I would just kind of like try to breathe and breathe. And then, and then, um, but afterwards, man, I mean, I would be, I walked out of there like a new person. I just, I just couldn't even believe it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I did my uh, time massage training. So I've done level one and two time massage. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely and my purpose wasn't to become a massage therapist. My mm -hmm. purpose is to learn the human body better and learn practices that I can use on myself, you know, my girlfriend, my family, friends, just little things like, Hey, if I got some pain in my neck or shoulders, like, all right, so let me just, you know, do a few things and we'll get you back into, back into balance. And I think that, like you said, is, is a lot of times the path towards better health isn't always the most comfortable. Like when I'm getting massages, it's usually not like, you know, I'm, I'm in fairytale land. Like you said, it can be painful. And a lot of yeah. times it just takes breathing through and recognizing that, yeah, a little sacrifice now is well worth the result that we're going to get on the other side once we're, you know, allowing ourselves the space to recover. Yeah. I've, I've had like different massages and, and, sometimes they, they just, they go too easy on me, you know? Right. <laughs> and I think that they're just, they're just kind of afraid or whatever. Cause cause I'm a, I'm a white guy, but you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those, the, the, I, I, you know, I didn't realize that there's, there's variations and, and there's good and bad massage therapists and, and there's different ways that they do it. And I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing that there, there's that whole, other world to to explore as far as like health because because I, I i really believe in massage as a healing technique definitely agree 
Yeah, and the way that I like to break down health is that my mentor, Paul Check, he talks about the six foundation principles. So I've done my um, level one and two holistic lifestyle coach training with Paul. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he, he breaks health down in six foundation principles, moving, mm-hmm. thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep. Mm-hmm. So if we can hone in on those six you know, that, that's kind of the basis of our health. If we're moving enough, and again, th- there's two sides to everything. So, you know, you can move too much or you can move too little. So mm-hmm. for me, I generally don't move enough because we live in a sedentary lifestyle. But, you know, some people that are addicted to the gym and, you know, there's addictions of all types. If you're addicted to the gym, you may be moving too much. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So I think it's, it's important to recognize that it's not always just about working out more. Sometimes movement could be walking or doing Tai Chi or doing things that are more slow restorative movements. But I think generally speaking, most of us need to move more. Most of us are thinking too many negative thoughts. We need more positive thoughts. Most mm-hmm. of us are not hydrated with high quality water. Most of us are not eating high quality food. Most of us are not breathing deeply and most of us are not sleeping. And what I see is the root cause of just about everything I just said there is the fact that we're overstressed. Mm-hmm. So with those six foundation principles, I see stress as kind of the envelope that's either holding that all in and creating stress, or it's open and allowing these things to flow. Because if we're stuck in a sympathetic nervous system state, which is that fight or flight response, which much of the population is because you know, we're just constantly bombarded by stress. And that stress could be from a boss, from a coworker, friend, family member, you know, the food we're eating is causing stress in our body for many of us. We're not eating organic, high quality foods, the water, you know, the media, the news that we're watching, mm-hmm. our own breath, if we're breathing shallowly through our mouth into our chest, that's creating a sympathetic nervous system response. So if we can get our stress down, focus on those six foundation principles and keep it simple. You know, that's, that's the most effective, sustainable route to good health and longevity. And uh, when you're coaching, do you, do you do ever, do you ever talk about like a, their purpose that your client's purpose or anything like that? Do you ever guys, do you ever guys talk about that or address that? hundred percent. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that's, you know, beyond just, you know, physical health, that's more that mental, emotional, spiritual health that, mm-hmm. You know, we could dive into in a whole nother topic because that is such a deep thing that most of us are living a purposeless life, especially a lot of men are living a purposeless, purposeless life. A lot of women are mothers and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is a divine purpose that, you know, we men can never even really feel into because it's Mm -hmm. such a, it's so foreign to us, but most men and a lot of women as well just don't have a purpose. You know, they're kind of working a job they hate. They're in a relationship that may not be best. I mean, the divorce rate is over 50% in America. So it's like a lot of people are just so unsettled in themselves and what they actually want that they're creating conflict everywhere and looking mm-hmm. for the negatives and everything because they're not on their purpose. So if we can find our purpose and move towards that, which I've been lucky enough to find mine pretty early on in my life. And again, that's because of a tragedy that I could have chosen to say, poor me, poor me. And of course I did at times and I still do from from time to time, but the vast majority of my thoughts are focused on the fact of what can I do with the situation? How can I utilize this to be better rather than getting down on myself and feeling sorry for myself? So 
I think it comes down to, you know, we got to get out of the victim mentality, which has just infected much of our population. And we got to be focused on how can we make the best of this? And what do I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you're just an empty sail and you have no direction, you're just going to be blown by the wind back and forth. It's not going to be your choice. So you know, I just want to say to everybody, decide what you want and just go for it. And it's going to take some time and that's okay. That's part of the journey. Nothing's instantaneous like we see on social media. You know, there's no instant gratification getting towards our purpose and that purpose is going to always evolve. So if we can embrace that, we're all going to be a lot healthier and a lot happier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people, they haven't really thought about, you know, what they want to do or, 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 or maybe the things change, you know, they want to be CEO and then, 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 then they, you know, they turn 50 and then they want to do something else or something like that. So what are your, yeah, exactly, man. I noticed on your Instagram, your Instagram is awesome, by the way, but, uh, (laughs) but, but, um, you have some really, you have some interesting books on your Instagram posted. Um, what, what are some of your favorite books that, 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 um, you like? Hmm. Great question. I'd say one book that I reread at least every year or two is Uh the alchemist. And that's, you know, I think a lot of people expect like a, a hardcore personal development book, but that's just a story, but it's uh-huh. based on the hero's journey and kind of a lot of stuff we've been talking about is the fact that, you know, the character is going through trials and tribulations. He's growing a lot and gets a major setback, has to bounce back. And it's just this whole just story that no matter where you are in life, you're going to be able to draw parallels to. And it's a great reminder to keep going and not in a way that's, you know, some personal development leader or some guru telling you what to live. It's like you get to decide how you decipher that story. But just about everybody I've, I've heard that's read it sees like, wow, yeah, I do have the ability to choose how I can respond to every situation. You know, the character gets robbed of all his money at one point. He's like, he's traveling. So he has nothing besides the money he had on his back. And now he lost that. And it's like, what the hell do you do now? You just got to keep going forward. So mm-hmm. I think there's lessons we can draw from all these books and, you know, depending on what your goals are, there's, there's a lot of other books, but I'd say just for the general population, the alchemist is, is a really good one. Cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to check that. I haven't, I haven't read that one yet, but, um, Highly rec- you gotta read it. You gotta read it now. <laughs> it's really yeah. good. <laughs> I definitely have to check it out now. Um, yeah, you had, you had some books on shaman, the wisdom of the shamans. Is that one of the books you had on your Instagram? Is that right? Yeah, that was a really good one too. I believe that was by, um, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz or it was either by him or his son. I've read a uh-huh. few, I, I tend to get mixed up there. You know, it's Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Then he has, you know, a couple of other kids. They all, they all write books, not all of them. You know, a lot of them write books. So sometimes I get confused which, which one's which. I know it's by that family, but uh-huh. that, that's a really good one too. And they kind of dive into some different native cultures and just their perspectives on the world. It's actually been a little while since I read that one, but yeah, I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just a matter of being open to one, being open to being wrong. And two, being open to listen to different types of books, different types of authors. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I don't like just reading personal development books or, you know, books about massage or books about nutrition, because if we divide everything into individual pieces, a lot of times we miss the connection and how it all works together. Like I could read nutrition books all day Mm -hmm. and probably at this point be, you know, what one would call a master of nutrition, but 
that's not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people, you know, read a wide variety of things and gain a lot of pieces from different people and see where the common points are, see where they work together. Because, you know, if you learn about, let's just say you're a dentist and you know the mouth inside and out, but how does that affect the gut? You know, how did the, the microbiome in our gut, how is that affected by the foods we're eating? How is that affected by the health of our teeth? And just mm-hmm. kind of recognizing that I found that the, the human body is just one interconnected system that we like to break things down into individual parts in Western medicine, which in some cases can be very helpful. But I think for the general population, recognizing that all these things are really connected i think that's a lot more valuable than trying to just break everything down bit by bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well cool man this has been an awesome conversation um i really enjoyed it um i know you're busy and i, I know you got you got um you got other things scheduled so i'll let you go but um hopefully we can talk again man Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. I know that this is the early stages of your podcast, and I'm excited to see it evolve and grow. And you know, I would be, I would love to check in, support anybody who's listening, and you know, just continue to improve ourselves and make this world a better place, just one day at a time. And uh, what's your um, your your website? How can people get? Thank you. Yeah. My- yeah, so my website is wholehealthconnects.com. So W-H-O-L-E, Health Connects with an S. And my Instagram is wholehealthconnections. So my, uh, my website is just wholehealthconnects because buying the domain name for wholehealthconnections.com was like $2,500. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pass <laughs> on that. I think I'll go with the cheaper out of wholehealthconnects. So my Instagram is probably the easiest way to reach me, wholehealthconnections. And then my website is Whole Health Connects. And yeah, always great to chat with a like-minded people. Um, I've got a lot of different superfoods I work with just trying to find the best products in the market that make it easy for people to improve their health. And yeah, I got my podcast and um, just always great to connect with a like-minded people. Sweet, man. All right. This will um, talk to you soon, man. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for your time and uh, peace out. Sounds good, brother. Thank you for letting me be here. And thank you very much for listening. Have a beautiful day. All right, man. You too. Peace.